Hi, my name is Kashi Lisa. I work as advocacy and editorial specialist at Islamabad Policy Research Institute and a visiting fellow at the Stimson Center. Hi, I'm Samuel Ramani, and I'm a tutor of politics and international relations at the University of Oxford. Yeah, so we are going to have a very quick conversation on Russia's outlook and interest in Afghanistan and how what's how is Afghanistan, uh, Russia likely to engage in the evolving situation in Afghanistan. So Samuel, I want to quickly ask you about Russian interest in Afghanistan. Well, I think that Russia is trying to accommodate the Taliban's uh, did take over of Afghanistan quite easily because it's concerned about the security of its southern flank and the security of Central Asia. And it figures that diplomacy with the Taliban is the most effective way to ensure that the Taliban does not launch cross-border attacks on Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan. And that has been the unofficial Russian policy since 2007 and the official Russian policy since 2015. Secondarily, Russia is hoping to find the Taliban as a potential partner against the spread of ISIS-K. And Russian Ambassador Dmitry Zernov has hinted that Russia is interested in accessing the mineral and rare earth reserves that China is also competing for. Hmm, interesting. So just speaking about the official policy, does that mean that Russia is going to recognize the Taliban regime? So Russia has designated the Taliban as a terrorist organization since 2003 because of the Taliban's uh, alleged support for Chechen separatism uh, during the war in 1999 and 2000. So that legal designation has to be overturned before Russia can consider recognition. So at this time, I think that the Russia-Taliban relationship will be one of semi-recognition and informal dialogue rather than official recognition of the Islamic Emirate. That's very interesting because uh, from Pakistan's side, uh, it has been it's an official policy that Pakistan will not unilaterally recognize Taliban government unless there is an inclusive government. And uh, but there is one common convergence between Pakistan and Russia at this point is the commitment to respond to uh, threats of ISKP and Al Qaeda network. And I think that could be a convergence between the both countries. How do you see that? Well, definitely Russia and Pakistan have a common interest in containing ISKP. It's important to keep in mind that both countries are members of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. And since 2018 and 2019, for about two to three years, they've been participating quite regularly in drills and intelligence cooperation against ISIS-K. And both Russia and Pakistan have even broadened the boundaries of that ISIS and ISIS-K cooperation to include Iran. So it's really the SCO and non-Western states with Russia and Pakistan, along with China, taking the lead. Yeah, that's something that, you know, something that's an, that's on the outlook for the regional analyst as well. Uh, so, you know, quickly, I want to ask you, how can Pakistan, and one thing that you mentioned was the SCO, but other than that, how can Pakistan and Russia really consolidate regional cooperation to respond to, you know, non-militant uh, militant groups' threats in that case? Well, I think that Pakistan... Uh, the SEO is really the primary multilateral tool that it has at its disposal. And also, I think the pa Pakistanis, much like the Russians and the Chinese are doing, should leverage their institutional relationships and their diplomatic relationships with the Taliban and uh, put pressure on them to avoid the sponsorship of transnational terrorist groups. The Taliban's initial statement that TTP, for example, Tariqi Taliban is only Pakistan's responsibility, is slightly worrying. 
So the Pakistanis should put more pressure on the Taliban uh, on this regard to make firm commitments to take care of terrorism sponsorship on their own soil. That certainly is the case. Uh, TTP is the developments that have been, you know, taken place concerning TTP or worrying at this point. Um, I quickly want to ask you, what leverage do you see Russia, China and other regional players have over the Taliban to make them comply to the, uh, you know, the human rights compliances and other uh, actions that the Taliban claim? So Russia is engaged with the Taliban in conjunction with a variety of other actors. So before the takeover of Kabul, it was engaging with the Ghani government. It was engaging with uh, other actors like Hamid Karzai, uh, Gubuljan, Hekmatyar. So for Russia, the, they don't really have that much in the way of exceptional leverage over the Taliban. The Taliban is one of many partners, and now it's their main partner, and it's aimed at really protecting their security interests. Though some, like Ahmed Massoud, have suggested that Russia and the Taliban can work together to create a potential humanitarian corridor in Central Asia. So that's something to watch. Uh, China does have more potential leverage over the Taliban simply because of its willingness to invest in Afghanistan and its uh, extensive uh, economic interests and desire to bring Afghanistan into the Belt and Road Initiative. And already, uh, Foreign Minister Wang Yi has discussed with Taliban representatives in Tianjin it basically an investments for the uh, suspension of Taliban support for the East Turkestan Islamic movement. So already we're seeing signs that China can use economics as a carrot to prevent the Taliban from supporting transnational terrorism. Hmm. Uh, that certainly is the case and a lot to watch over at this space. The evolving situation in Afghanistan is uh, you know, rapidly uh, under flux and Russia and other regional players, including Pakistan, can play a very critical role. Thank you, Samvo, for joining me today. Thank you very much.